And how many times do you hear people say, this is too good to be true? And how many times have you said it to yourself? We say things like, this will never work out. I can't handle this. I'm not smart enough, talented enough, good enough, skillful enough. Nothing ever goes right for me. It's going to be a disaster. All these kind of things are rooted in pessimism. And it also boils down to fear. And so my question for you is, how far do you think you'll get in life with a pessimistic viewpoint? Hey, you're listening to the How to Turn Your Goals into Reality podcast, where I firmly believe that your wildest dreams are 100% possible. My name is Teresa, and I'm obsessed with goal setting for results, using systems to make it easier, mastering neuroscience to transform your life, and helping you to figure out how to get your life to work for you. So I'm a city chick who started an online business with two kids under two years old. And yes, I know I was crazy. (laughs) And I created $4,000 in less than 14 days. But that, my friend, was just the beginning. Since then, I've been able to multiply that by helping people just like you to create an impact in the world while living their purpose. And here, I teach you proven strategies and best kept secrets to building a life that is aligned with your vision and helping you to blaze a trail to your unique destiny. Miss an opportunity to keep it real? (laughs) Never. Success and failure mixed with a lot of business plus audacious goal setting while trying to figure out motherhood and purpose are all a few things that we talk about here. So how about you think about this as your one-stop shop, the place that you go to, to spend time with your inner circle and to be around like-minded, ambitious trailblazers who are committed to living a life full of purpose and impact no matter what. Grab your favorite notebook, pour a glass of your favorite bottle of Moscato, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and moved to action. This is where you come to listen, learn, change, and grow. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of the How to Turn Your Goals into Reality podcast. It's your girl, T, and I am back with some new episodes. (laughs) I know for a while, you were getting these oldie but goodie episodes that I hope that you really enjoyed because there were so many nuggets in those episodes that I really wanted you to sit in and really get to process again, right? If you've been a part of this community for a while, then you may have heard them before, but it's always a nice refresher when you're able to hear something that you've heard before and get something new from it. And I'm that kind of person. I like to read some of the same books over and over, sometimes on a weekly basis, because of the incredible value that I receive from these books. And so I hope that you were able to have that experience with these episodes that I shared with you over the last few weeks. And in this episode this week, I want to talk about something that is very common to all humans, right? But if you find yourself getting stuck in a thought loop that you know is counterproductive and that you know is working against you, but you just can't seem to get yourself out of this thought loop, then this episode is for you. We're going to be looking at the six major mind traps 
that sabotage your success. And then I'm going to give you some practical strategies to actually get out of it. So this is a really fun, exciting episode. But before we jump into that, I just want to share something that has been on my heart um, over the last week. So if you follow me on the gram, then we recently had a conversation about Carly Russell, right? I shared in my Instagram stories, I believe it was last week, Monday, about um, a girl named Carly Russell who had gone missing after seeing a toddler on the interstate, which is the highway in America. And um, the whole story was just really, really weird. Um, and she's since going missing, she's returned home, which is awesome. That's what we prayed for. That's what, you, what we want. But the child is still missing. And there is still a perpetrator out there who had kidnapped her, apparently, right? This is based on the information that we're getting. And so all throughout that process of her going missing, the world praying for her return, and then her coming back, I've been really talking a lot about human trafficking and what it can look like, how it impacts the world, because it's a global issue, how it impacts children, families, all that kind of stuff. And so I want to bring that conversation here on the podcast just for a minute, because I I do, I know that it's important for us to talk about it. I know it's important for us to acknowledge it, be aware of it, and to be the change that we desire to see with this thing, right? Because the only way that things change is when we decide to step up and change them. But if 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 none of us are courageous enough to say, hey, I will be the one then nothing gets done, right? We're forever looking for someone else to do what we were created to do, essentially. And not everybody has the conviction or the desire to resolve this problem. And if not, that's that's okay. It's not for you, right? There's something else that's out there for you to solve. But for me, hearing this story just conjured up feelings in me that I've been having since I first learned about human trafficking. And just a few months ago, I was watching a documentary about um, a guy named, I believe it's Tim Ballard, and he also has a movie out right now. I was watching a documentary that he created about um, kids in these third world, world countries who were being kidnapped from their families, kidnapped from churches, kidnapped from safe, loving environments, and and forced into the the, the sex industry or the sex, um, the human trafficking, sex, sexual exploitation, right? And when, when I was hearing these stories, it was more than disgusting or devastating or heartbreaking. It was more than like gut wrenching and like, this is horrific and we need to end this. It was now that I know this, now that I'm clear about what's happening in the world. What is my responsibility? What is my response? What am I choosing to do with the information now now that I'm aware of this thing? And I'm still chewing on it. I'm still like, I still have those questions. And I don't have the answer. I have ideas of what we can do, right? We can wear trackers. We can can submit bills and laws and, and create changes that way. But I, I don't have a definite, this is what the answer is. But I'm just staying open to the possibilities. And I'm using my platform, using my resources, using what I can use to bring awareness and change in this area. And so 
I just invite you and challenge you to just be open to how you can use your gifts, talents, resources, platform to help human trafficking victims and also help human trafficking perpetrators, right? Because they're also victims in a sense. Like people who normalize this and, and think that it's okay to either participate in the exploitation of these victims or to to turn someone else into a victim, to cause someone else to have this experience, they're not healthy people, right? If if when we love ourselves, value ourselves, value human life, there's no way that we would see that as a viable option for making money, right? There's no way that we would see that as an opportunity that we would want to be a part of, you know? And so what skills do you have that can contribute to ending? And I really do mean ending human trafficking. What resources, what access, what tools do you have in your tool belt that would contribute to putting an end to this destructive cycle of human trafficking? And based on statistics, the numbers are growing. More and more kids are being kidnapped. More and more women are going missing. More and, It affects men too. More and more men are being traumatized by this experience. More and more people are consuming or indulging in this illegal practice. It's a billion dollar industry. And so it really is calling for us to step up and be the change be the change, lead the change, confront this head on and, and choose to be proactive and not reactive, right? I don't want that we're only talking about it and doing things about it only when we hear about it in the news or only when we see something on Instagram or only when we, we remember to do something. I want it to be a part of our lifestyle, just like we wake up every day and we take showers or we wake up every day and we eat breakfast or brush our teeth or whatever the habit is, we can wake up every day and do one thing that contributes to ending human trafficking, whether it's posting something that reminds the people who follow you and listen to you that, hey, there are children out there that need our help. Whether it's giving a dollar to an organization once a month, once a week, once a day, right? To an organization that helps to support and um, rehab, re, rehab or re, rehabitual, whatever the word is, they provide rehab assistance or services to people who are have been victims or have been perpetrators in this, this industry. Like, however you can contribute, contribute and make it a practice, make it something that you do. Even if it's prayer, prayer goes a long way. Like we think like, Sometimes we, we we minimize prayer because we don't see the effect of it right away, right? We think, okay, yeah, I prayed and like, I didn't see any change. The industry is still, hap- the stuff is still happening in the world, but like it compiles, it really does build up. And we know that every time we pray, God hears us. And so no prayer is, is wasted. No prayer goes unheard. No prayer is like a shot in the dark. It's It's all adding up to something. And so do your part, do your part. We all have a part to play and I will continue to intentionally do what I can do, where I can do it 
um, and, and more, whatever I feel is required of me, I'm fully committed to being all in on solutions for this thing, because I know that only talking about it is not going to solve it and only like manpowering it and like going full force and like bombing up places, that's not going to solve it either. Right. And, and truthfully, this is a condition of the heart because the fact that there are billions of dollars being put into this shows the level of perversion and deception that we are experiencing as a human, as humanity, as a society. It shows the level of um, darkness that is in us for like, think about it for an adult to want to have sex with a child, right. Or for an adult to want to kidnap another person and then limit their freedoms, make it so that they, they're not free to go and buy a meal when they're hungry or when they choose. They're not free to just leave the house when they choose. They're not free to be educated and to live their own purpose. You know, like all of it is just perverted and sick to want to even, and like the human trafficking industry is, is a lot deeper than just sexual exploitation. It's like, um, they, they, kidnap people for different reasons and you can do your own research and learn all about it. But, um, it's sick, no matter what the reason is, whether it's a labor or for body parts or whatever, it's all sick. And now that we know, now that we're aware, now that we are talking about it more, we also have an opportunity to do more about it, to end it, completely eradicate it, get rid of it out of our society, make it hard for people to do this, for to engage in this, penalize the people who are doing it so that it shows the level of severity, like how our society is just not entertaining this at all. You know what I mean? Like there's so many things, there's so many avenues that we can take to destroy this thing. Um, but it takes us, e- each of us as individuals to stop being complacent, to stop um, just brushing off the responsibility to someone else and saying, hey, you know what, you know, so-and-so will take care of it or like this other person will care about it and they'll do X, Y, Z. Like, no, it's us. We are the ones to bring the change. And um, it's exciting. It's intimidating because it's such a big thing to tackle, but it's also within reach. It's something that we absolutely can do, you know? And so hand in hand, one stride at a time, we can and we will conquer, completely eliminate, eradicate, destroy this industry of human trafficking. And let the church say amen. (laughs) All right, so let's get into this week's episode, okay? So we're talking about the six major mind traps that sabotage your success and how to escape them. So the first one is self-doubt. So I don't know about you, but I have experienced constantly questioning my abilities and my worthiness. And this has led to many missed opportunities, many times where I've shied away from things that I could have done, but I didn't feel I was ready for because I just thought, you know what, maybe next time. Right. And Something that we often say to ourselves when we're experiencing self-doubt is, am I ready for this? Am I ready for this? And I just want to challenge you or invite you to ask 
a better, more empowering question. Because those kind of questions, like, am I ready for this? And um, why does this always happen to me? And like, those kind of questions are focused on the problem. It's focused on staying small and staying where you are. Those don't open up opportunities. Don't, those don't open up solutions. Those are not focused on the outcome. But when you ask questions that are empowering, that are aligned with the truth, that are outcome oriented, then you're able to see more options, more possibilities, more solutions. Okay. And so what I've started practicing, and this was like for a few years now, what I've started practicing is instead of asking myself, am I ready to do this? I'll ask, what would it look like for me to be ready to prepare myself to be in a position to do this excellently, flawlessly, effortlessly, right? Because it's easy for us to find all the reasons why we can just wait until next year, next week, next month, right? But if we instead found ways to be proactive about preparing ourselves for the experiences and the successes and the opportunities that we desire, then we're more prepared when it happens, right? We're not second guessing and doubting and saying, you know what, maybe I should have practiced those scales more, or maybe I should have practiced writing more blogs instead of now jumping into writing a book, or maybe I should have, you know, hopped on to more guest workshops and things instead of now hosting my own podcast, you know? You are thinking more clearly and you are taking intentional action towards the things that you want. And so when it happens, you know that now is my time. Now is perfect. This is what all of this work that I was doing before has led up to. This is what it was for, you know? And so instead of asking yourself, am I ready for this? Change it to, what would it look like for me to be ready? How will I know when I'm ready? And do I need to be 100% ready or can I be 50% ready? Because that's another thing. And that falls into the, the second mindset, which is trying to be a perfectionist, try, striving to have perfection in every single thing that you do, needing it all to be at a level 10. But what we don't realize is that when we're getting started in whatever it is that we're doing, we start at level zero. We don't have the experience. We don't have the testimonials. We don't have the results. And so how do we get those things if we don't have them? We just got to get started. We just got to go get them, right? We start working with people. We start putting our offers out there. We start inviting people to attend our workshops, our webinars, whatever it is. And that's what allows for us to have the results that we desire. But if you don't do it because you're waiting to get the results, then you'll never have the results. And that's the catch-22 that most perfectionists are stuck in because they want the success, they want the results, but they're unwilling to do the things that will get them there because they need the process to be perfect. They need to know everything that's going to unfold before it happens. And that's not how life works, right? It's like, when was the last time you went to a movie already knowing how the movie ends and thinking that this was a great movie, right? Like, when was the last time you paid money 
to have an experience where you already knew the outcome, but you still made the investment up front. This doesn't happen, right? It would be a boring experience if that were the case. Like if you paid, let's say 30 bucks to go into a, like one of those haunted house things, for example, right? I don't do this. I'm not encouraging you to do this. I'm just sharing it as an example, okay? So they have these haunted houses um, during Halloween where you can pay money to go and have this scary experience. And it's apparently a lot of fun. And I I used to do it. I did it maybe once or twice as a child or a teenager. Um, and it was like, crazy creepy, right? I don't do it anymore. Um, but, um, so you pay 30 bucks and let's say you already know what's in the house. You know, there's going to be a a scary turn around the corner. You're going to hear a scream and this thing's going to fall and you're going to see this thing on the bed. And you already know all the things that are going to happen. Would you pay 30 bucks to go into that house and have that experience? If you already know what's going to happen? Most likely not, right? Most of us wouldn't because we already know every twist and turn, every, everything that's going to happen. It's just, not worth it. You want to go somewhere else where it's going to be a big surprise and you're going to feel exhilarated when you come out, right? And it's the same thing in our life. So why do we expect in our life to, to go through life and have everything go exactly as we plan, have every twist and turn unfold exactly as we desire, and then not think or think that that would be an exciting experience or that's what life should be. Like, why do we think that the challenges that come up or the surprises that come up or the lessons that we get to learn are not valuable? Like, why do we, why do we try to minimize those things and avoid those things in our desire to make life perfect? You know what I'm saying? Because If we wouldn't enjoy that in a haunted house experience, for example, or by going to a movie, then why would we want our life to be that way, right? Another mindset trap that we fall into is procrastination. So we're telling ourselves that I know I need to get this done. I know this is important. I know that It's going to help me to hit my goals and to get to where I want to get to in life. But for some reason, I just keep putting off this important task, this important decision, this important project. And it's, we have great reasons for it, right? But what we don't realize is that every delay is actually preventing us from getting the result that we want. It's, it's, it's holding us back from moving closer to the experience and the success that we deeply, truly desire. And so whenever I find myself procrastinating, I always ask, what's preventing me from getting this thing done? Whatever the thing is, whether it's recording a podcast episode or booking a meeting with my coach, right? It doesn't matter. I'll ask myself, what is preventing me from getting this thing done? Because that's going to help me to see the thing that I'm actually avoiding. Because it's not the conversation with the coach. It's not, you know, sitting down and recording the episode. It's the thing that is on the other side of doing that thing. So 
Maybe it's I'm afraid that my coach is going to remind me of the project that I said I was going to do that I haven't done yet. And so I want to get it done before I hop on the call. That's the thing that I'm avoiding. I'm avoiding getting the project done. Why am I avoiding getting the project done? And then I keep asking myself um, questions until I get to the bottom of what I'm actually avoiding. So for example, if I'm avoiding the project, what is a, a, what is it about the project that is causing me to avoid getting it done? Oh, maybe I think it's not going to sell out. Okay, why do I think it's not going to sell out? What would it mean if it doesn't sell out? Okay, is this true? Because at the end of the day, everything boils down to, is it true? And then once I get clear on, and most of the time it's not true, I'm believing a lie, then I'm able to move forward with confidence, with zeal, with clarity, and get whatever it is that I need to get done. And so as you navigate through your own level levels of, perfect, of um, procrastination, and as you look at how procrastination shows up for you, when it shows up for you, what triggers procrastination for you, you're able to not just overcome procrastination, but eliminate it altogether. I can't remember when the last time was that I actually procrastinated because I'm so good at, and this is like, not because I'm like a master or like I've you know, perfected this skill or whatever, but it's because I practice this so much, I'm able, I'm able to notice it when it comes up. So when I see myself procrastination or when I feel the temptation coming up within me to procrastinate, or I I get the thought or I feel the feeling, I'm able to like clear it up faster than most because I practice this diligently, consistently on an ongoing basis, not just when I have a launch or when I'm working with clients or when I'm, you know, doing whatever all the time, consistently, I'm, I'm nipping this thing in the butt. Are you ready for a life changing experience? Mark your calendar for September 11th and join us for our free live training event for rise. In just 60 minutes, you'll gain the clarity you need to end this year with some accomplished goals under your belt. And so whether you've been feeling stuck, lacking motivation, or are simply craving a powerful shift, this event is for you. So head on over to TeresaForever.com slash rise right now and sign up for the waitlist. You'll be the first to know when the training begins and we'll have an amazing time hanging out together live. Can't wait to see you. Another major mind trap that we all experience is the fear of failure. And this trap may prevent you from taking risk and pursuing your dreams and actually getting things done. So the fear of failure often will show up as incomplete projects, incomplete tasks. Um, The stories that we'll tell ourselves is, this is too hard for me, or what if it doesn't work? What if I fail? All that kind of stuff. And I know your intention is to be successful. I know your intention is to help people in your business. I know your intention is to live a purposeful, meaningful life. But how do you expect to do that when you're making decisions from a place of fear and not possibility, right? Because that's what this boils down to. When we're stuck in our fear, when we're looking at the the possibility of failing, and when that's our only focus, and that's the only thing driving us in the way that we make decisions, 
How can we ever expect to be successful? The two don't align, right? And something that I love is that perfect love casts out fear. So how can I put myself in a position where I'm experiencing unconditional, undeniable, pure love And that's my place of refuge. That's what's going to bring me into alignment within myself to be able to think clearly and see clearly enough to take intentional action that's going to get me to the place where I want to be instead of living in fear and confusion and allowing these thoughts to run wild in my mind and take me to places that I don't want to be right? Because none of us want to play small. None of us want to be second guessing ourselves or holding ourselves back in any capacity. But when we are focused on failure and the possibility of failing, it takes us out of our element, out of our power, out of our essence, and keeps us living in a smaller version of ourselves. And it's unnecessary. So when it comes to experiencing perfect love, for me, it's not about finding love somewhere out there, right? It's not about looking to someone somewhere to give me that unconditional love and to remind me of who I am. It's for me to fill my own cup, right? How can I give myself unconditional love in this moment? What what are some things that I can say to myself that would remind me of how loved I truly am? I'm not making things up just to make myself feel good, but I'm remembering the truth of my life. I'm remembering how valuable I am, how talented I am, how how capable I am, what I'm actually designed to do, what my purpose is, you know? And it's not just positive affirmations. It's literally loving on myself, giving myself unconditional love. You know what I'm saying? giving my heart, my soul, my mind, my body, the the perfect love that's going to get me out of fear. And an easy way to do this, and I do this all the time, it's by praying. I go talk to my daddy and I let him know, daddy, I'm scared. Like literally, I've never done this before and I feel scared. And of course, like God speaks. And so we'll get the clarity that we need through intimacy with God and and by having conversations with God in prayer and all of that. And I also have conversations with myself where I'm giving myself that perfect love that I need, right? Because oftentimes we're taught that we got to go find love. There's so many shows on TV and on on streaming services that tell us um, we got to find love, right? We're looking for love. But the reality is that We will never find love until we know how to give it to ourselves. We will never be fueled. We will never be filled up with love at the, the the only, let me say it like this. The love that we're looking for from others can only be found in us. We are the only people qualified to give ourselves the love that we're looking for from other people. Because one, people do not understand 
the level of love that your soul is looking for. So how can they feel it if they're not even aware of the love that you're looking for, the depth of it? Two, you're not even able to articulate this hole or this void that you're feeling within yourself. Oftentimes, it's hard to put into words what we feel we're missing or we need or what's not working. It's hard to get someone else to fully understand our needs because we don't even understand them most of the time. And this is why you are the only person that can give you the unconditional love that your soul needs when you're experiencing fear. Another limiting thought that we all experience is pessimistic self-talk. So what does this sound like? So we're constantly beating ourselves over the head, berating ourselves and dwelling on self-criticism, right? We're often looking at all the things that we did wrong or that we didn't do or that we should have done better. And that breaks us down. That causes us to doubt everything that we do because we're wearing these glasses that just taint our lens and twist even the good, happy, flourishing, awesome moments and make it about you. And the way that pessimism shows up for us is when we tell ourselves things like, I can't do this. This is too good to be true. That's very, very common. How many times do you hear people say, this is too good to be true? And how many times have you said it to yourself, right? We say things like, this will never work out. I can't handle this. I'm not smart enough, talented enough, good enough, skillful, skillful enough. I'm not, nothing ever goes right for me. It's going to be a disaster. All these kind of things are rooted in pessimism. And it also boils down to fear. And so my question for you is how far do you think you'll get in life with a pessimistic viewpoint, with pessimistic beliefs, with a pessimistic heart? How successful do you think you'll be walking around being pessimistic? And is that what you want? Is it working for you? And if it's not, what are you willing to let go of in order to get what you really want? What is required of you in order to cross that bridge and get the life that you choose. And the last sabotaging belief that we fall into, that's very, very easy to fall into, especially with all the information that we have access to, is overthinking. 
So we overanalyze situations, we overanalyze information, and we get trapped in a loop of indecision, which can lead to missed opportunities and a lack of progress. It can also cause stress, anxiety, and mental exhaustion. Can you imagine like every day living your life asking, what if, what if this, what if that, what if this, what if that, because of all the options that you have in front of you. And the funny thing is that people who are consistent overthinkers will say to themselves, like, I know I'm stuck in my head. I know that I'm overanalyzing this. I know that I'm experiencing analysis paralysis. I know this. And yet here I am. And yet I still choose this. Right? And so anytime I find myself overthinking anything, whether it's a simple decision or whether it has to do with something that I'm working on, I ask myself, what is the benefit here for me? Why am I choosing to overthink right now? And I know on the surface, it can seem like there's absolutely no benefit. What benefit could I get from overthinking? But the reality is that there is a benefit because if there wasn't, I wouldn't be doing it. You wouldn't be doing it, right? So what is the benefit that you get from overthinking? Do you get to procrastinate, right? You get to delay making a decision and therefore you get to do nothing until you make a decision, which gives you more time to try to find out the perfect way to get this thing done, right? Does overthinking allow you to wait to see what happens, right? Does it allow you to be passive and to sit back and see, okay, I wonder how things are just going to play out? Because let me tell you, being proactive, being, being passive, sorry, is never the answer. It's never the solution because things will happen. And most likely you will not like what happens. And then you will have to step up and do something about what has happened because you didn't step up and do something in the first place about what you knew could have, should have, would have happened. You know what I'm saying? Instead of waiting to see how things turn out, it's better to sit in the driver's seat and drive the car to the destination that you want to get to. Don't wait to see if this will work out and if that person will say yes and if that project will meet this goal and that thing will happen and the stars all align. Instead, move towards the success that you want, the goals that you desire, the vision that you have for yourself. And that's a better way of predicting and seeing what will happen. That's the more effective strategy to embody and to practice. And so with all of these six major mind traps that sabotage your success, if you practice one or all of them, it doesn't matter. My question for you now is, where will you be in the next 12 months if you continue to operate from an overwhelmed, confused mind? Where will you be? Will you be any closer to achieving your goals? Will you be more successful in living out the life that you desire? Or will you just fall deeper and deeper into this spiral and continue to create more of what you don't want? And how successful do you think Mother Teresa, Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King, and all these great leaders would be 
if they had gotten caught up in any of these six beliefs? Would they be the people that we all love and respect now? Would they have been successful in accomplishing the things that they accomplished during their lifetime? Probably not, right? So now here's the question. What's a better way, right? How can you set yourself up for success without using those cheesy affirmations that we're all told to use that feel totally insincere and inauthentic? The best way, the fastest path to success is to program your mind to align with the success that you desire to create, okay? So just imagine for a moment hitting goal after goal in your business, generating more sales, solving bigger problems for your clients, being fueled with clarity and motivation, maximizing and leveraging bigger opportunities, creating stronger, healthier, loving, more fulfilling relationships, getting more done in less time, maximizing your productivity, being 100% anxiety-free and feeling a sense of security, fulfillment, and purpose. How much better would your life be when this is your reality? And this is exactly what programming your mind for success allows you to do. So now you may be saying, this is exactly what I want, but how do I implement this? And the answer is very simple. It's not easy to to execute, but it is simple. Okay, it's going to require something from you. It's going to require for you to change. It's going to require for you to show up differently. But the answer is simple. So number one, you get to adopt the beliefs and perspectives of those who have already mastered the things that you're currently struggling with. So look to those who have walked the path before you, for they hold valuable wisdom that can light the way forward for you. Instead of trying to figure everything out and reinvent the wheel, look at what has already been done. So an easy way to do this is by studying their journeys, reading their books, listening to their stories, and absorbing their mindset like a sponge. And when I say absorbing their mindset, I'm not talking about their opinions and their life experience. I mean, looking for the beliefs. What do they believe about money that you don't yet believe? right? How do they see business that you don't see business? How, how do they differ from you in their beliefs? And how can you begin to adopt those into your life? Because that's going to create the biggest transformation for you in your life and in your business. When you can identify those beliefs and align yourself with ones that are true, not based on opinions or experiences, but ones that are based on truth and principle, okay? So we're not going to copy their every move or replicate their experiences, but we want to understand the core principles and attitudes and beliefs that propel them to to the levels of success that they have, okay? The second thing that will make it easy for you to program yourself for success and to attain your goals in way less time is to align your actions with the outcomes that you want. So this is all about living with intention and purpose. When you have a clear vision of what you want to achieve, every step you take becomes a deliberate stride 
towards your goals. So by infusing your actions with intention and walking in the footsteps of those who have conquered the path before you, you'll find that you're meeting your milestones faster, you're skipping certain mistakes, and you're making quantum leaps and bounds because you're not trying to do this on your own. If there's a famous saying, it goes something like this. I don't remember the exact words, but it goes, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go big, go together. Go with a team. It's not just you, right? So for these goals that you have in your business of wanting to hit a million dollars in sales or $100,000 in sales or $10,000 in sales, whatever the number is, You will not, if you want to get there faster, the best way is not to do it on your own. The best way is not to just work harder, put in more hours. The best way is not to stay up longer. The best way is not to cut off relationships and isolate yourself and eat junk because you don't have time to make yourself a healthy meal. The best way is to align your beliefs with those of the people who have already achieved the results that you want and to align your actions with the outcomes that you desire. Understand the principles and implement them in your own life. Implement them in your strategy. And the easiest way to do this is to get a mentor. Simple. And I know it's challenging. How do you know Who's going to be the best mentor for you? How do you know someone has the time to be your mentor? The only way you know is by reaching out and asking. The only way you know is by studying them, seeing, hey, does this person have share values, the same values that I have? Does this person share similar goals as me? Does this person have similar beliefs or do they challenge me in my beliefs? Do they challenge me to think outside the box, right? Those are the type of mentors that you want to work with. Not people who are cheerleading you and saying, hey, you got this. You can do anything. You can fly. Like it's all good. Whatever you want, you can get it. You can manifest your dream, right? Those things are really, really surface level. You don't need a cheerleader. You don't need someone that's going to come and tell you what you already know. Yes, your vision is 100% possible, but you want someone that's going to show you how to get it done. You want someone who's going to challenge you to step out of your comfort zone and do what's required to actualize the vision. Okay? So I hope that you enjoyed this episode this week. And if you did, go ahead and hit subscribe and then go ahead and share this with a friend so that they can receive what they need from this episode And if you haven't already, reflect on what we discussed, apply the things that are relevant to you in this season of your life and your business. And until next time, I love you and I mean it. Ciao for now, my trailblazers. Hey, trailblazer. Thank you for spending your valuable time tuning in to the How to Turn Your Goals into Reality podcast. I see you and I love to read your messages about how the podcast is making your life better. So if you found any value in today's episode, I invite you to head over to iTunes and to leave a review. Let us know 
what stood out to you, and what topics would you like to discuss in the future. Thank you in advance. See you next week.